0: Welcome to episode 652 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Sunday, March 3rd. I'm your host, Paul Sport, and I am joined by a bevy of guests. I have my co-host, Justin Mason. Justin, good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: I have Jason Collette, our Sunday co-host. Jason, Happy good morning. Happy
1: Sunday. Happy Sunday.
0: And we've brought back an ecstatic Ellen Adair. Ellen, how are you Woo! doing this fine morning?
2: Oh, so good.
0: I Wonder why I wonder why you are in such a wonderful mood. In fact, I think I know why we're going to dive directly into it. Bryce Harper signed the, the our long national nightmare is over all the rumors, uh, all the people who drafted early and they were fretting that he was going to go to San Francisco. And listen, he's got the power to be fine at any park. But if you don't think going to San Francisco is going to hurt him, you're an insane person. But he lands with Philly for uh, 64 years, $812 billion. I think that was the official contract. I didn't look it up. Ellen, take the floor. What's your take? It, it finally happened. How do you feel?
2: Oh, I yeah. I'm just beyond thrilled. I'm beyond excited. I am, in fact, deeply, deeply relieved. Um, I just look back on the me of last week, and I'm like, who was that person? <laughs> I'm a new so, person now. I, yeah, that's actually how I feel when there's some sort of major life event, and you're like, "Wow, that used to be me." <laughs> this person.
0: I was yeah, pre Harper. I did not like myself.
2: No, I didn't. Yeah, and and I, you know, I shouldn't have put it on Bryce Harper to fix me, but you know, he did. He so. did
0: exactly. Uh, so he's go- he's going there. Uh, obviously, he he had his press conference yesterday. He's going to take number three. Roy Halladay fans, relax. I never thought he would have without, you know, consulting with Mrs. Halliday or doing it the right way. He's he's made out to be a villain. He's really not. I, I think Harper's a pretty damn good dude. Uh it's you know what's really interesting though. We don't get too much into the contract stuff here because fantasy we're talking year to year anyway. But the fact that it's 13 mil, no opt-outs. Yeah. I mean, some people were talking about this. Uh they called it a marriage in the right. I mean, this is this is long haul here. What what did you think when you heard that? I'm sure you thought when you got him uh, that there was going to be opt-outs. Were you surprised?
2: Oh, I was very surprised. I mean, that, number one, that lasts longer than a lot of marriages uh, in contemporary America. But uh, <laughs> no, I was very surprised because, of course, all of the noise had just been about, oh, Bryce Harper doesn't really want to play in Philly. And the yeah. only way that they can get him is if he can opt out after three years. And instead he was like, well, blam, actually, I do want to play in Philly. He
0: thinks is- that might have been bullshit. Hmm.
2: Yeah, it's almost as if we can't trust you know, any of Twitter. it, yeah, and any of the, the conjecture in America anymore. Yes,
0: I wonder. This is, I'm out on a limb here. Let me get my tinfoil hat on. I wonder if it was just conjecture and people uh, projecting their dislike of Philadelphia onto the negotiations right. for no reason whatsoever. Because I never saw anything that specifically suggested he didn't want to play in Philly, just that that was what people were saying because the negotiations were taking so long. I want to bring the guys back in. Justin, obviously you're heartbroken over it, which is hilarious, uh, that you ever thought that you uh, your favorite Giants were ever going to get him. Uh, you were used, and uh, when Meek Mill's uh, necklace was smacking you in the face, how did it feel?
3: I I don't even know how. Go to Twitter for that reference, folks. That was uh yeah, Paul Paul and I are doing a best ball draft together, uh, and he asked me how or who we should take in the next round, like right after the Bryce Harper news broke. And I just I couldn't stop like just tweeting about how much my life sucked and uh, <laughs> like I wouldn't answer his question. He kept, he kept like asking and uh, I want to
0: die. Pick whoever you want. Yeah, I I'd, feel like Robert Kraft's friend. Yeah, it's friend just quotes.
3: It's just it, yeah, it's it, it's unfortunate because if the Giants had just offered him like a twenty-year deal, he probably would have signed there. Because I think he just went to the place where he could set down roots for the longest amount of time and uh it's i am happy for uh ellen and and phillies fans i'm mm-hmm. happy he didn't go to the dodgers uh and i'm, uh, I'm yeah truly heartbroken. at least you got that part yeah truly heartbroken that he, he's not a giant but it is what it is and it's better for all my shares of bryce harper that he's on the phillies yeah. as opposed to the Giants. so there, there's That's at least a true. consolation prize
0: jason uh let's talk about what effect this has on Harper. Now, this will be the best park. He's, obviously, he's only played in one other park. It was Washington. And that's like a neutral park. He's going into a, pitch, a hitter-friendly ballpark, staying in the division, which is spicy because you know he's going to be playing Washington quite a bit. Um, how, how does the park and lineup <laughs> impact Harper?
1: I think it impacts him nicely here. I mean, he's well insulated in that lineup. When you look at McCutcheon and Segura in front of him, guys that know how to get on base and can move around the base. And he's got Hoskins and Real Muto hitting behind him. If that's what, if that's how they're going to structure this lineup, you couldn't ask for a better fit. He should, he should fall 90, 95 runs driven in should be like your bottom line. The worst should case scenario. If he scenario, misses
0: 30 games, he should get 95 <laughs> runs driven in. He should have
1: plenty of opportunity there. In fact, I was so excited. I traded my $4 Herman Marquez, Paul's second favorite player behind Dick <laughs> Powers, for a $46 Harper in an OBP league. I had to sit I on I woke it, woke up this morning, accepted it uh, because – very excited about this opportunity fantasy wise this is you should see him firmly move back into the first round where he was back into he was in the second round like uh i don't forget exactly where his adp but i've seen him going a lot in the second round uh, i wouldn't be surprised if he is gotta, firmly back in the first round by the I end of this pick week
3: 18 in pick yeah. so it,
0: it, it was it was around there and it was you know no matter what no matter how confident people want to be you know they know folks are going to sign or whatever there is no doubt that being unsigned has an impact on the ADP 100% and it, and it just has it just gives a little trepidation and Bryce Harper was a- ADP at like the 20th pick overall since about uh, February 1st yeah. which is kind of interesting i mean that was a bargain uh because you know, of course, yeah, he could have gone to San Francisco. But again, I never really found that to be legitimate. So you were really kind of talking Dodgers or Phillies. So what's really the concern there? To get him at 20th? Oh, my Goodness! And if you were pairing him with another premium first-round bat like a Trey Turner, JD Martinez, Christian Yelich, or with the uh, with the an arm, and you were going Scherzer, Harper, that's such a disgusting start to a team. And obviously, that's going to raise. I agree with Jason my, there. My
3: TGFBI start. I went Altuve, Harper, Hoskins. Oh
2: my god. Wow.
0: That's, That's so filthy. good.
1: That's you so should, good. You I'm... should do well finishing second place yeah, overall. Though. Yeah, so the, 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 the rest the rest of my team is straight garbage. But my first we're not three talk, picks, yeah, we yeah, talk we're
0: about awesome. the rest. Okay, okay. Hey, can we uh,
1: come, talk about the Dodger part of that contract real quick? I thought it was very yeah. interesting that they were willing to throw a four-year offer at $45 million a year if we were to believe the actual numbers. Yeah, 4 know, right? Yeah, 4-180. Is it, this a matter of long-term security? Because even at his age, what I thought was unique about it is – if he does that deal, he hits the free agent market again at the age most guys hit the free agent market.
0: Yeah, for the first time, exactly. He gets his second bite with 180 in the bank, well, plus whatever he's made to this point, which is no chump change, of course. Um, and, and would it still just be 30? And if he goes on the trajectory that we think for Bryce Harper, that would still be incredible. So, uh, But this works out this way. Only paying him 11 mil this year, so a little uh, – short this year to kind of backload it later and because of all the money that they've added obviously they've had a brilliant offseason I was of the opinion that even if they didn't land Harper uh, after Machado signed and they didn't get either of them it still would have been a really strong offseason but of course this makes it the the, the crowning achievement of the offseason let's talk about the impact on the rest of the lineup Jason mentions that it's probably going to be McCutcheon and Segura 1-2 in some form or fashion. Roster Resources is saying McCutcheon first right now and then Segura 2. Either way, it definitely works. Cesar Hernandez now bounces to 8. Ellen, how does that impact Cesar Hernandez's mm-hmm. fantasy outlook for you?
2: Well, I'm just not 100% confident that they will necessarily go um, McCutcheon 1. I could see them still going Hernandez 1 and Segura 2, um, but... I, yeah, I guess I don't know, particularly because Gabe Kapler really likes to play musical chairs with the sure. lineup. On the other hand, I know that part of that was, you know, last season when they were sort of on a skid. He was just trying to play with it to see if he could find something that worked. So I, I also trust him that if he finds something that works, he's maybe not going to mess around with it. Um, I mean, certainly, I think if Hernandez slides to the back of the order, that that potentially hurts his Value, um, mostly in terms of probably we see him stealing less.
0: Um, yeah, in front of the pitcher.
2: About him stealing. But I, I mean, another option um, that uh, Kapler had done at times last year was batting the pitcher eighth to get a sort of like second leadoff hitter. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe he decides to put Hernandez in ninth, and so he gets fewer plate appearances, but could actually still have more opportunities potentially to be on base when the when the strong top of the order comes up.
0: Yeah, that could definitely work out if they do uh, consider that situation of going pitcher eighth, Hernandez ninth. Uh, he gets fewer plate appearances, of course, but it might be a better setup that way, so he's not in front of the pitcher. You know, obviously, Scott Kingrey hasn't uh, proven himself to be anything just yet, but a bench of Kingrey, Quinn, and Nick Williams is pretty dang nice. You're not seeing many teams uh, have three players of that caliber on their bench, so that's that's pretty exciting uh, for Phillies fans. They run deep. When you've got Michael Franco uh, Odell Odubo Herrera, Michael Franco, and Cesar Hernandez as the bottom third of your lineup, and you're not, you know, you're not relying on them to be anything uh major, that's pretty good. impressive. Yeah, that's that's really, really sharp there. I wonder if my McCutcheon shares will go up. I've been trying to get as many as I can because the price has been so good. I wonder if that price will will elevate now with Harper there. I Doesn't I hope people continue to kind of ignore him because I've been scooping up as many shares of him as I can. Um, And if he's batting, even if even if he isn't batting one or two, uh, which I do believe he will, but if he goes to say five and it pushes Real Muto to six, I'm still fine with that. Then his RBIs will just be way up. So there's a lot that uh, that this impacts. This lineup is awesome, and you know there are several players on this lineup that I definitely want. Let's move on though. Uh, That's the end of the Harper talk for now. We got to go to some bad news. And, you know, this is the downside of baseball starting. We finally get what we want with everything starting, but then the injuries really start to trickle in. We had our first devastating one of the season in terms of out for the year. Sal Perez, toast. Uh, I think he popped his UCL. Yep. Um, and so that's going to be it for him this year. I don't think they're going with a catcher because they, he plays 162 <laughs> games every year there. So they're going catcher free ghost catcher, I believe is what they're going for. Um, oh, the pass know,
2: balls are going to be just awful.
0: It's going to be tough, but uh, I think Ryan O'Hearn is going to run from first base to go get the pass ball. Whitmerfield will come cover first and they'll try, you know, on those third strikes, they'll try them out. We'll see. What are your we'll thoughts ha-
1: about just getting a bunch of pitch to contact guys that'll make the guys get <laughs> the ball? So Instead no of go for strikeout? I like yeah.
0: it. I like it. That's a good way. Yeah. To Brian probably-
1: Keller, five days a week. And just pop exactly. it in there one pitch let him hit and see what happens hey,
0: come on, the defense. Get, get, get this hit. Let's see if our defense can play. It. Don't don't be a loser and take pitches. Come on Um cam gallagher is going to become the the top Ooh. guy uh, Mybris Valoria. Vill- 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 I remember seeing him out in the Arizona. League. He has a prospect of some note He could be more interesting valoria. I doubt gallagher uh, has any mm-hmm. fantasy resonance. Of course catcher was already an incredible disaster Yeah. And now you cut a leg out a leg. I didn't even like that much, but now this is just going to bring everybody into the players that I do like, you know, this is more people now putting their eyes on Wilson Ramos, Yasmani Grandal, Danny Jansen, some players. I like Wilson Ramos. Um, so that's unfortunate. I don't want that to happen. So what are you guys doing at catcher now, Justin, start with you. I mean that, I don't know if you were going for Perez, but does this make you more inclined to jump into one of the top guys or now you're peeling back further because that's one fewer team that's going to have a, a solid catcher. Because whether we liked him or not, he's a pretty solid guy to put back there in the scheme of catcher.
3: I've been doing kind of a stars or scrubs approach. So I either get Just depending a, on what the draft gives you? Yeah, and so I've gotten a lot of shares of Gary Sanchez and, and Real Muto uh, and, and Ramos and Grandall. And then I've got a lot of uh, just bottom-of-the-barrel, Chance Cisco. Uh, I took as my second catcher in uh, in the online championship uh, that I did this weekend.
0: You, you took a Cisco on him? I oh, did. wait, I did the pun wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm
3: yeah. just kidding. No, please, oh. don't, please don't start that again. Just, just don't. Uh, so. I, I guess more
0: Adele puns.
3: <laughs> I, I bet you do. Oh,
0: God. Okay, I'll save him. I'll save yeah, him. Please uh, yeah,
3: please
0: uh, do. I'm kind of with you I, I, like, uh, in terms of which way I'm going. I'm not averse to getting a real Muto or Sanchez, depending on – on what that price is looking like. Uh, I really like that second tier for me is Ramos Grandal. And then third tiers, uh, third or fourth tier is Jansen. But I, I like Ramos Grandal quite a bit. I'm not averse to jumping back on the Posey train either. I feel like he's kind of being
3: he's gonna, a little he's bit He's going to play in a few days, I think. Well, I think there was a lot of thought, and me included, that he wouldn't be ready to start the season. And I think he, he, he just had his first appearance. Oh, well, then maybe <laughs> to, like it's
0: maybe I succeeded in spite of myself then because I didn't know that and because yeah, he had off-season
3: that... hip surgery. So I
0: did know that, but I thought he was going to. Be... I thought he was slated to be fine, and so I was still just drafting him regularly uh, for Posey. So oh, I guess originally I, I originally was the supposed
3: bullet to there. miss the first couple weeks of the season, and oh, so well, it's an it's awesome to see that. Uh, I guess he was uh, talking to Bumgarner, and, and Bumgarner even expressed as crazy that. Uh, uh, that he was coming hey, back man. so soon and he I just done said, fell well, off an ATV ca- and tougher than pitchers So
0: you don't need a hip dog. You can come <laughs> play right now, man. I don't fell off an ATV came back five days late I'm gonna <laughs> no, you didn't Madison. You missed like a lot of that. No, I played next day. I swear to God I played next day. Okay, Madison. He's no, got you didn't Stop talking.
1: Twice. You have that North Carolina exit down pat right? <laughs> He, Somebody who lives it's his in King, the state, King of the Hill <laughs> accent, right there is what it is.
0: <laughs> Jason, what are you doing at catcher right now? What, what what is your goal going? We play a lot of two catcher leagues, by the way. I'll I'll point that out. That uh, Ellen, I can't, I don't know if you do, but I know the three of us. A lot of the leagues that we're in whether it's industry or not, it just happens to be a lot of two catcher stuff. So that's, that's the hell that we live. Jason, what do you usually do with catcher right now?
1: So it, it impacted me when the news came out because I had only had in the, I think I have three drafts going on at this, uh, slow drafts at this point, or at least two. And so I took Danny Jansen, a Earlier than I planned on doing it, because I figured he was going to go off the board rather quickly when, exactly. when my pick came up, so I took him. And then in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, I have the absolute worst catching duo. Like, if you were <laughs> to listen, if you have listened to me for a long time, and you see this team, it was like, there's no way in hell Colette drafted these two. Uh-huh. I have Jorge, I have Jorge Alfaro and Mike Zanino. Okay? <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> I'm so, proud
1: of you. <laughs> oh my god, That's so, so but I but in the other one in, in the Fantrax League, that's where I have Jansen. But I also just took Elias Diaz, who I've talked that's about multiple boy. times yep. here in the 22nd round. Narvaez had gone about three picks before me, so I was like, okay, I, I can't let the second catcher because I really don't want to get stuck with the Cam Gallagher's and the Grayson Grinders of the world. I, I exactly. don't. Catcher is such a dumpster fire this year, and I still want somebody who has got a decent track record of some offensive output, which if you listen to the catcher episode, we talked about Diaz. That's why I've been targeting. I think he is my second catcher in all but one of my leagues at this point.
0: Yeah, you got me sold on on Diaz as an interesting second uh, backup guy there. Francisco Cervelli obviously going to be the, the primary guy, but I think it's really going to be close to a 55-45 sort of deal there, uh, especially with Cervelli's health.
1: The, the and, catcher, and if you get traded, the other thing, I mean, Pittsburgh's not going to contend. Why do they need to hold on whoa, to Cervelli whoa, all year?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. You bite your tongue. The
3: catcher no, is no. so bad. During the, uh, uh, the online championships I was in, I ran projections through ATC, and all but like four catchers give negative value this year. It's oh, just, God. it's, it's insane. So like, if you're in a two catcher format, do not like completely punt catcher. It's just, it's
1: going to hurt and your team. And yeah. let's keep this in mind when we start talking about the AL labor auction last night
0: too. Exactly. We're going to get into that. Ellen, do you play more two catcher leagues or one catcher?
2: Um only only one catcher. I am a sane person, so yeah, you, are, yes, you, are, you sane. are so
0: so yeah. what is what is your uh, what is your strategy there of course, you could get your your new friend Real Muto, which would be a perfectly solid move. Are you looking to do that or are you staying more in the middle or do you take uh, do you take that flyer late with one catcher?
2: Well, my strategy has always been to try to get not one of the very top catchers that people are paying an insane price for, but to get somebody sort of uh still let's say in the top like eight catchers yeah. that i can just pick later and that like person it. has been for years real muto i love him he's one of my favorite players in general and um now but I, he's
0: he's a uh, on on your favorite team it makes it now easier
2: my favorite team my hashtag save jt viral campaign apparently worked <laughs> so um so unfortunately i think it's less likely that i get him this year i actually i i have him in a league where I pick six keepers, but I don't think that I'm going to keep him just because I have other players that are a higher uh, value than him. Um, So I think I also have been sort of hoping to get uh, Grandal or Ramos – so I think my strategy now that uh, the state of catcher is sad because the catcher that we always thought was, like, sturdy and dependable is out for a season um, might be to, like, if it's super important to me, bump them up around or something mm-hmm. to try to get
0: uh, yeah, I, I like that I think that that's a, a perfectly viable move to I think Roall is going to be great out in Milwaukee Ramos is solid uh you can you, uh, you can cheer for him as a former Philly although he is on a, a com- competing team there does that ever impact you Ellen, drafting uh division rivals or are you you're out to win you're gonna get the players regardless of what team they're on did you let oh, that impact you at all
2: I'm I'm out to win um yeah. I the, the only real exception is because I was raised on a fundamentalist hatred of the Yankees. If I'm trying to decide... <laughs> so you were raised right? Yeah. Your Thanks,
0: parents guys. My
2: parents did it. My, my okay. parents, thank you. Um, uh, so if it's like between a Yankee and somebody else, I will draft the other person, but I the I don't have a no team. The only thing is I try, I, I just personally like to not draft guys that it is proved that they have beaten women. However, uh, yeah. if I find a need in the middle of the season, I will hold my nose and put them on my team.
1: Uh, there's no yeah, the Roberto Luccino role in my squad. I don't care how good the skills are.
3: I have, I ha- I have no
1: morals.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my morals
0: waiver based on need. I'm, I'm more like Ellen there. I'm yeah. um, we're, we're terrible. We we, <laughs> we, that, we pick and we pick and choose. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's it, it's not easy. They, they, the landscape gets more and more difficult to to try to be like, you know what? Only good guys. I can only draft Curtis Granderson in so many leagues. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's the greatest person ever. Um, all right. So that's catcher. By the way, I will throw in this little tidbit of news. It doesn't directly impact Casey's situation, although maybe they got him to immediately flip him across the state. Matt Weeters signed on with St. Louis, um, of course. Playing time going to be very scant there with Yachty Molina. Does this do anything for you, Justin? No. Jason?
1: It doesn't. And what what seems to be the most logical signing for this, because they'd have to give something up. Well, they'd have to either. If, so if Wieters was on a, a minor league contract, I think it's March, 20, uh, March 22nd is the day they have to decide what they're going to do with those. So there's not too much turn here. I think the most obvious one for them is Martin Maldonado, who is just sitting out there on the free agent pile mm-hmm. and who has some skills, enough that you, you can put him in there. So I think Format that's the obvious bluffers. move. That's Are they the going to be willing to them?
3: spend money, though? Is like, they, they could also trade for Tyler Flowers. KC we're talking about, been, by the way. Yeah, Tyler Flowers has been kind of rumored about uh, available for trade. I, I just don't know that the... The Royals care about winning this year. And so why are they going to spend any money on anybody? They could just run these two bums out uh, if they want. Don't yeah, fully it's...
0: sleep on Valoria. Again, a, a, a prospect of some note I learned from some... oh, somebody's up. Is that me? Am I up And in... Did you guys hear that horn or was that just in my own? Yeah, that, I didn't hear it. Oh. So. oh, we're up, by the way. You and I, we're up. Mm. So, oh, I'm up too. <laughs> yeah, I heard the fan tracks horn. I wasn't sure if it was in my own, my own computer or one else. Um, take a picture. But yeah, talking I will. Talking with Welsh uh from in this league, he was saying Valoria, you know, he's a prospect of some note and I don't know that it translates so much into <laughs> Have you
3: seen his prospect report on uh on Fangrass? It's you,
0: not you, amazing. 20
3: grade speed. Yeah. Oh and I,
1: that, that's all catchers. All oh catchers, catchers are 20. I, think I
3: don't think lobby, I've ever but... seen it spelled out like that, though. I think <laughs> I'd say that
2: they actually used 20. Like, no, I thought it's... that 20 was just there hypothetically.
3: <laughs> that's what I
2: thought. I think
0: like, Kylie it... wanted to give him a five. I think they really wanted to just say, you know what, Let's can we put a five on it?
1: They um, tried to I'm going a a to check in, his they, stat cast they for... a a dec- of They tried to put a decimal in front of the two for Jesus Sucre, but the site <laughs> wasn't allowed to do it. <laughs> it
0: just, yeah, the, the <laughs> format it didn't work. Um, that's hilarious. But, yeah, so, yeah, Casey's situation, not something you want to be in on. Weeders, not really something you want to be in on. I agree with what Justin said though. It's something we have harped on. We've talked about. Do not end game your catcher completely. I would not go with the two $1 catchers. You think you're saving money to spend elsewhere, but you better spend it in the most efficient way possible because those two spots are going to be money losers. You are going to lose on those one dollar catchers. It's, it's a yeah, damn near here, here, guarantee.
3: Here's the here's the main problem with Valoria in terms of what he could do at the major league level is while he's got uh, above average uh, exit velocity and barrel rate, he has a Yandy Diaz oh. type swing. Uh, so in the major leagues, very small sample, but 55% ground ball rate last year. And he's got a 40, 46 to 66% all through the minor leagues ground ball rate. He, his launch angle was four degrees last well, can I, year. Can I sneak a all-
0: little... <laughs> Can sneak a little batting average then maybe 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 pops a two fifty five two sixty and doesn't kill me.
3: Uh, well, with how slow he is, if he's well, hits it into point. the ground, it's it, he's his he's gonna have just a like a negative BABIP. It's just gonna yeah yeah negative. <laughs> his BABIP is minus one weight. So I I uh, I have a hard time seeing him. It's
0: bad out there, folks. You got yeah. You, you got to be careful. You really have to. You know, maybe Plus if you don't bad want to pay. Part to hit him. That's true. If you don't want to pay for top dollar, then you got to start looking at Suzuki and Beef Wellington and Tucker Barnhart. I'd I'd rather that than have you be down in the Alfaro and Zanino level. Suck it, Jason. All right, moving on. We have got a few small signings. We'll rifle <laughs> through. Bud Norris and Clay Holtz to Toronto. Cletus. I done to Toronto. I'm gonna to be Canadian now, uh, Jason. Norris and Buckholtz, anything valuable that Buckholtz was really good last year and I I clown him a lot But it was to the point where I had him in a head-to-head league and he was giving me Valuable valuable starts and of course injury struck which is always the case and part of the reason I've never been a huge fan is because you can't trust him but anything with Norris uh, Maybe stealing that job from Ken Giles if he knocks himself out or buckholes becoming a, a useful rotation piece, Jason.
1: Can we just rewind a second and let Ellen repeat the noise when you said uh, buckholes?
2: I <laughs> loathe clay buckholes. Yes. <laughs> I know I, I like, like he's, you. He's one of my least favorite people like like playing technically playing baseball today. He's
0: a new co host. Justin, <laughs> you're out. Sorry.
2: The the first Ever Instagram photo review that I took was when the Phillies acquired him and I was so grumpy and I was like accidentally wearing my Phillies hat and so I just took this picture of me like so angry about it because Clay Buchholz is always good when I want him to be bad and bad when I want him to be good and of course he like pitched twice for the Phillies and was terrible and then like looked at the sun glinting off the bases and injured himself <laughs> um and so I I mean, I have so much personal animosity for him that I have to feel like he's gonna be good this year because I want him to be terrible and I just go it. away. I absolutely love. So him. maybe everybody should go out and buy, but like I'm not going to.
1: And I'm not either. And I'm not either as this is big as one of his biggest fans just because of the Cletus nickname that we stuck on him years ago. The thing is, he has never ever been able to put back uh, put together back to back successful seasons not even like a good year and a a decent year it's been a good one followed by a stink bomb and you go you put him in Toronto I don't like that at all you put him in the AL East and all those run environments I really don't like it that said I'll probably end up throwing a dollar on him (laughs) in an AL only draft because he's gonna be sitting out there and it's gonna pull me in anyhow with Bud Norris the interesting thing with Bud Norris though I like him for like two-thirds of the season I mean, he gets out of the gate. You look back at last year, and he was really good early on, and then he just mm-hmm. simply ran out of gas. I mean, when you look at the last last six to eight weeks of the season, and where his strikeout minus walk rate was high, eventually those two points converged, and then they went the exact opposite directions. where he was just walking more guys than he struck out, and he just ran out of gas. And so I that if you're looking at, yeah, maybe he does. If Giles stumbles out of the gate, maybe Norris can get some of that work, but it would be just as risky. And then it's a matter of, okay, get some value. Let's move them and and be gone. Uh, But again, I'd like the Norris acquisition a little better here because there may be some return on investment there, but not like if he gets the job, he's going to hold it and be good all year. It would just be okay Get as get as much as you can out of him and then move on.
0: Justin, anything you're looking to add here to this uh, Bud Norris, uh, Clay Buckholtz duo?
3: Well, I think the Bud Norris signing is really good news for everybody out there that uh, has been drafting uh, Vlad because obviously they brought him into Hayes. (laughs) <laughs> so you gotta think he's gonna be up soon because otherwise they could have waited through half the season if they weren't gonna bring Vlad and brought up, him up. that's yeah. a
0: great point so yes
3: I, I think that is and and I just took Vlad in the online championship <laughs> so I'm hoping that's the case uh I don't really care about Bud Norris uh Buckholz I'm team Cletus I'm still oh, team Cletus I God. will always be team Cletus uh I are going to need our own podcast at this yeah. point It's going to be
1: Paul and Ellen moving forward
3: Yeah this All uh right. we'll, we'll go start the uh uh the the Cletus uh hour yeah. or something oh. like that but uh the cutter was great last year the uh the the mm-hmm. change was great last year uh as long as he's healthy and and the thing is you know he ended the year with injuries so I need to kind of see him pitch before I'm going to take a shot on him and I'm not usually a big fan of taking pitchers uh, that sign late into spring training because I feel like they don't have enough time to get all their routine together. That being said... Not uh, too late. Yeah, it's not too late. There's still time, and even if he starts the year late, I'm going to have a couple dollar shares. There's just going to be no price attached to it.
0: You disgust me. You disgust me as a human being. I can't stand it. All right, sticking with small moves that may or may not have some impact, or or some very deep league impact. Hanley Ramirez signed with Cleveland, probably to be a premier, premium outfielder for them because they don't have anybody. Uh, they shouldn't do that, but Ellen, does this uh, does this move hit your radar at all for Hanley Ramirez out in Cleveland?
2: Well, I think it could it could hit your radar depending upon obviously the depth of your team. If he ends up making the team, uh, I think the real question is where he plays. He's obviously sort of a DH by this point in his career. Um, But I guess you know potentially we could see Santana play first if your boyfriend Jake Bowers struggles, um, and then maybe
0: my (laughs) boyfriend. Maybe they put Jake Bowers in the outfield. Their outfield sucks. They should put Jake Bowers out there. He's a premium player. No, he's a premium player. Put him in the outfield with Greg Allen and Leonis Martin. Boom. Perfect.
2: Um, Yeah, that could totally happen. I mean, the thing I feel like to remember about uh, Hanley, even though we're sort of removed from the years of him being super useful, is that he was really great in April last year before just going so ice cold that the Red Sox cut him. Although that was partly because they just wanted to not have to pay his 2019 salary if he reached a certain number of plate appearances. So they were just sort of um, being uh, Machiavellian there. Um, because uh, through April he was hitting three hundred. Justin
0: doesn't know what Machiavellian means. Come on,
2: I don't
3: use big words.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Justin, the last time we talked, you talked about what like large books you read. So I just assumed I could. There are lots throw... of.
3: They're, they're large because oh, it's a lot of little words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. There's many crossword puzzles in them. Um... This has been a fun week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Had Long to cap it off nicely. Only monosyllables.
0: Yeah, continue with your uh, with, with your Hanley Ramirez analysis.
2: Um, yeah, just uh, through April, he was hitting uh, 300, 400, 474 with three stolen bases, which is useful. Um, I had picked him up and I had him on a team um, at that point. I, in May, of course, it uh, is fair to say he was hitting 182, 223, 318 with one stolen base. So that's sort of like range of outcomes for Hanley Ramirez. But he could be totally useful. Is, I guess, I take away.
0: I am desperately hoping for this to work out. I am fully in the bag for Hanley Ramirez. I just... He's a premium hitter in his career. Obviously, he's not still a premium hitter, but he was one of the best hitters of his generation. Uh, he was just so good, and I'm still mad that injury kind of robbed us from a, a potential you know, one last final kick of a great season in 2017. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have like eight homers in the first mm-hmm. month, then he hit that yep. green monster, or not the green monster, but the sidewall in left, ruined the shoulder, and it was, it was toast, and he really hasn't been anything mm-hmm. since. Uh, I don't know if I have that timeline correct or not, but either way... I desperately want Hanley Ramirez to to still be good. Am I holding my breath on it? No, of course not. Jason, does this do anything for you? Hanley Ramirez to Cleveland?
1: Not really, not unless it goes through the tracker. If they decide, you know what, we're going to send Bowers down to the minors to see if. Why would uh, they do that? You don't send great
0: players down to the minors.
1: This is true, but it would move him closer to you so the two of you can get together. Uh, But (laughs) that's where – so if they can do that, then let Santana play first, and it opens up some DH for Ramirez. That's really the only path forward uh, to success I see here. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, he may just get – become a free agent on March 22nd when they have to call – when you've got to answer the call.
0: When you get a pooper, get off the pot on that one. All right, uh, Justin, don't care about your thoughts on that. We're going to move on to the next bit. Nolan Arenado signs an extension, so everyone can stop freaking out about him potentially getting traded, even though that was never going to happen. Um, does this change anything for you with regards to now Nolan Arenado is locked into Colorado for the foreseeable future, Justin?
3: Nope.
0: Are you, Are you? you? Where are you drafting? Where is he on your board right now?
3: Uh, seven, six, seven. Okay. I, I think you can you can make the argument for him as high as three and as three, low as yeah. 12, probably.
0: Sure. Just uh, because the, the first round's deep. I agree.
3: And if you really want speed or there, there's you, know, you have third base targets that you really like later on, uh, I could understand because just really it just like you said, the, the first round's so deep. So I, I don't think this changes anything for me in any regards.
0: Yeah, I I don't really think it does, and I I feel like Ellen and Jason are going to share the same thoughts, so we're going to move on. We're going to talk a little about the AL labor auction that went off last night, last night being Saturday, March 2nd. The NL1 will be going off tonight or this afternoon?
3: Tonight, I believe.
0: okay so it'll be 7
3: p.m
0: eastern so same same as last last night then so they'll be doing it um on Sirius XM you guys can listen to it uh this should be out before then so then you can go listen to the NL but uh Jason I know you keep a close eye on this one because it gives you some idea of what you might be dealing with in Tout Wars AL there is a little bit of a difference between labor using batting average and tout using OBP but pitcher values can definitely give you some idea of what you might be headed into so I'm going to start with you uh we've got some key values here that we're going to talk about and then we'll get into some of our favorite and least favorite uh picks there but let's talk about alberto mondesi at 30 bucks right off the top Obviously, he's somebody that everyone's looking at in any draft. Where does he go? In any auction, how much does he go for? $30 doesn't really surprise me. I feel like that's about the going rate. I know you feel it's too high, but explain your thoughts on Aldeberto Mondesi and what you realistically expect from him this year.
1: So when you're paying when you're paying him $30, and I wrote a whole article about this at RotorWire in December. You know, you're basically projecting him to be Alfonso Soriano. I mean, when you go to fan graphs, you look Great at guy. the 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 leaderboards. It goes all the way back to 2002 when you're looking at plate discipline. I took all of that and I said, okay, find me people that, that are in a, a sub 5% walk rate and a strikeout rate at a certain point And I filtered it all down. At the very high end of it, there's Alfonso Soriano. And then mm-hmm. just right behind him is Mondesi. Uh, and, they're, and they stand out as two dots on a, on a scatter plot, And then you look at the, the condensed, everybody else in the middle, and that's where Tim Anderson lives. And uh, you know, We were joking off air a bit. When you look at a $30 Mondesi and a 22 Tim Anderson, I don't like either one of those prices, but my my statement is at the end of the year, Anderson's going to, will hurt you less at that price than Mondesi. Well, I think there's too much risk associated in this profile. The skills are unbelievable, but the track record of guys with this, plate discipline profile it clusters and again you're paying you're expecting a a soriano from 2002 when you're paying that kind of price i i i'm it's not going to be me and i'll be if i'm in when i'm in the room in two weeks uh on on saturday on march 16th you're not going to see me even playing in the monazi but i'll let the other ones joke around i'll start using that time for uh to look up snack. what i gonna do next. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. You can see what you're gonna do next? Maybe get a little snack. Let me put your feet to the fire a little bit. Then give me some numbers. Give me home runs, stolen bases, and a, and a triple slash for Albert de Mondesi. Oh,
1: uh, home runs. Uh, give me home runs. Uh, t- t- uh. 15 home runs, uh, 25 steals, like a two fifty batting Ooh, average. 25 steals. Okay, that's why you're out on him because you
0: only got him for 25. Because I, I, I hear you on the power. I know some folks are going to be like, he hit 14 last year in 75 games. How do you only have him for 15? League's going to be ready for him. He's probably not going to maintain a 20% homer to fly ball rate. So I actually uh, I tend to agree with you there. I think it's
1: going to be like a high team. I'm,
3: I'm going to push back here a little bit, though. Well, I'm going to give you a chance
1: uh, to. So, and I've I got to uh, make one more qualifying statement. Let's not forget the the Ned Yost factor. If he, for some reason, loses his job during the season, and and there is Mike Matheny who is sitting there as an advisor in the organization takes over as manager – that's that's uh, a restricted play if I've ever seen one.
0: That's terrifying, by the way. That's terrifying mm-hmm. for him to be back in the saddle that quickly. Um, and he has bad stolen base numbers. Is that what you're saying, Ma- Ma- Matheny does?
1: Matheny is not in a—he is a very conservative guy in the running game.
0: Well, that's frustrating because that's one of the biggest things about Mondesi mm-hmm. is that he had an SB rate unlike anything we've ever seen in terms of when he went. And he had great success, too, 32 of 39. Uh, that's what made him so Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Justin, I know you are more on the Mondesi train, and I'm definitely more than. Whoa, than whoa, more whoa! Justin's.
3: Don't, don't, no, no. don't, don't, put me on the Mondesi train, but because uh, I'm definitely not on the Mondesi train. However, if he is, you're, lo- you're on the
0: Mondesi train. Go ahead. If he drives the Mondesi train,
3: uh, then he is gonna steal 35, 40 bags. It just if if he gets on base that amount. My problem is I think he's gonna hit like 220.
0: Oh. You're Not on the Montezuma.
1: You just jumped not, off. The no. projections, the projections have him from 241 That's uh, so how Cardi has him uh, yeah, on but the low end. The projections, 61 and zips. The projections
3: all have him stealing 35 to 50 bags. So right. I mean, if he if he gets on base enough to hit 250, even with a minuscule walk rate, he's going to steal 30, 40, 50 bags. Yeah, I the just 25 don't
0: think, is perplexing.
3: Yeah, I I just I can't see that. For me, I think the power is probably closer. 12, 13, and I think the average is what kills him. I, I don't I don't know how he even hits 240 with, with this plate profile. Uh, I think they're just gonna start throwing him everything outside and watching him chase. Uh, it, it just he, he has no plate discipline whatsoever and I, I don't believe that he is special enough a player to get around that. Uh, For me, I think he will probably still steal 30 bags, but I think it's going to come at a huge cost to your average.
0: That's definitely going to be the the tough part with Mondesi is because, I mean, 27% strikeout rate, 4% walk rate. That's so brutal. And even hitting 276, he only had a 306 OBP because Uh. it just tells you how bad that walk rate is. And so –
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. That I, that wasn't really – I didn't have anything else there. So what what, what do you got? Because I, I agree with Justin pushing back on the 25. I don't think that he's <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I don't necessarily think he's going to be a 2050 sort of right. guy for Mondesi. I know that that's an upside, and I acknowledge that as an upside. But you're paying for it basically with a third-round pick. Um, but I think, like I said, 16 to 18 homers and 30-plus stolen bases is what what I think he's – Definitely going to get, of course, barring injury or whatever. If he if he gets 580 point appearances, or more, I think 17 and, and 30 is what we're getting at
1: and least. Part part of my you know, again, part of my pessimism is is Yost loses his job at some point, and they okay. make the decision to, but he's to migrate. It was already said it
3: was last year, so why would they fire him?
1: I didn't know they had said it yeah, was he, his last he, year.
3: he he said he's re- it's the last year of his contract. He's retiring at the end of the season. How so, savage would that fine. be if they did it fire him? Lose that.
1: That would, be, that would be brutal. But is anybody else concerned about the fact that 14 of his 32 stolen bases came in September when rosters are garbage, diluted with pitchers well, with bad pickup okay, moves and catchers? And anybody else concerned about that?
0: Let's explain. Yes. What well, let's explain because this happens a lot too, and even when it's not September specifically, but when performance is confined to one month, I think a lot of times it, it's pointed out as a negative. Jason, can you underscore why that can be seen as something to be leery of as opposed to more spread out production? And because, I know your September point matters too, so that that adds on to it, but, but it happens anytime. Even if it had been his June where he put all of them up, it would be pointed out that here's half of his SB total in one month's time.
1: Yep. I mean, at the end of the year, you're still looking at total numbers, but for me in September, I'm always a a bit leery of people that do it in September because of the dilution of pitchers and catchers at that point. Mm -hmm. You have have third-string catchers that are catching at that point. You've got rookies who don't have the—they're still working on their pickoff moves, and here he is just running like a a madman. I mean, 18 stolen bases— June, July, August, and then fourteen alone in September, uh, and that's that's where I'm concerned. Now, if you you can't always ignore September stats too, because there have been times where, especially on the hit the hitter side, we've had those breakouts. I mean, if, if you breakout, got, yeah. if you got if you got Ben Zobrist in 2009, you were paying attention to September 2008. And I got it for two dollars. Yeah, Bautista's another great one. Uh, Even James Loney, when he came back from the dead, was hitting in September, and then came back and hit two ninety nine, three hundred out of nowhere. So you know you've got to pay attention to these types of things. But at the same time, when I have seen that many steals, almost half the steals in one month, it does give me a bit of a pause.
0: Ellen, where are you on the spectrum of of Alberto Mondesi mm-hmm. in terms of this high-end draft pick with these lofty expectations against the the uh, spurt of great playing time in the final two months mm-hmm. of the season, the bad plate skills. Where do you come out and and what are you seeing out of Alberto Mondesi this year, Alan?
2: Oh, I—I I mean, I listen to you guys talk all the time, so I think I'm out on him at the price. Um, so if you're looking for a dissenting point of view, you might not get it from me. I guess the only in in my household, the only conversation has been that my husband has uh, Mondesi in the in the league that I mentioned earlier uh, with six keepers, and he was mm-hmm. like, "I don't know, should I keep him?" And I was like, "Yeah, if you're keeping yeah. him at round six value, you exactly. have to keep him." Yep. Yes, yeah. that league is on ESPN, and they don't rank him there, and my husband's had, like, agita about it, and I'm like, no, 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 trust me, he's around six value, you just don't want to be taking him in round two. Exactly. Uh, I but do. I think I, for that reason, like, I'm not going to be getting him in any redraft leagues, just for all of the reasons that you guys have mentioned, so I... Don't need to reiterate them. And, ESPN
1: and doesn't rank in there real quick, Paul. ESPN doesn't rank in there because Tristan leans more towards myself, and Tristan really drives the rankings there. But he he and I are rather in alignment on where we have with Mondesi, which is why it would explain why they're down on them there as well. Yeah, and then you got somewhere like Rasball, who has
0: them as their 19th overall player, so they're fully in on it. So
1: right.
0: you can run the gamut. You can go it, it, If you want to feel a certain way about Mondesi, you can go find the projection or ranking to – Make you feel good about that <laughs> because it run it runs that full gamut. Let's talk some pictures. Like and Mario again,
2: America.
0: exactly, exactly. You can go find the the the, the 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 reinforcement or the echo chamber that you want. Uh, but Mondesi, I think, is like the easiest player to do that with because there are so many uh, opinions on each end of the spectrum.
2: They're uh, just Jason, looking look, in their Adalberto Mondesi bubble, dude. That, like, of
0: course, of get out of your Mondesi bubble, man. Come on. You gotta listen. You gotta listen to more. No. Uh, listen. It's a brutal, brutal plate plate approach, and that is worrisome. And I can't, I can't, in good conscience, sit here clown on Tim Anderson the way I do, and then turn around and tell you guys, oh, but Mondesi is amazing. So I, I share some of the concerns that Jason has, just not to the same degree. I'm more with Justin on the he's gonna he's gonna fall into 30sbs because he's gonna get the playing time too. But everything beyond that is a crapshoot i want to get into some pictures though because like i said this is the best parallel that somebody like jason going into a.l tout can get some idea with first off you're going to have some of the same competitors namely uh glenn and rick i don't know if anybody else yeah
1: there's was glenn and rick Larry, uh and that's it just those two okay. guys
0: so but but you can get a feel for what you're going to be facing up against let's talk about some of the ace prices here Severino, Cole, and Verlander, Verlander, all went for thirty-three bucks a piece. Sale was the uh, top dog at, at where was Sale? What was he 30? thirty-six? Thirty-six, okay. And then Kluber at thirty-four. So that's that. Those were the five AL aces. What did you think about that? And and what does that do for you as you prepare for tau?
1: That's about where I expected things to go. I mean, we're looking at more utilization of the opener and, and people not being able to get to the innings, trying to pile up your... Uh, your anchors to this, this is where I would have expected it to go. I'm surprised Kluber was the second. Again, we don't know the order that these things went in, yes. uh, but I, I'm surprised. I mean, there, there's no difference between 33 and 34. It just depends who needed who wanted the bigger need there. I'm just surprised that Kluber was the second highest uh, paid guy. For me, it would have been uh, Verlander uh, in this mix. But then – and also the other the other interesting part there is – you know, with Bauer going at twenty nine. I mean, I, yeah. I consider him very tightly with those other guys. We get these four dollars behind those guys in value. I would. And I think Bauer was one of the earlier ones. If I remember looking at the board early on, uh, it wasn't like maybe he went early. And so and then the other guys went later. Uh, he may have been one of the first pitchers off the board in that bunch. So I'd be curious to hear from those listening who are in the auction. Hi Rick and Glenn, talking to you guys. Uh, I, you know, what the order of of the drafts were because I I really like the twenty nine dollars price against the backdrop of those other guys.
0: Jason, what about a a former boyfriend in Carlos Carrasco at thirty and a current boyfriend in Blake Snell at twenty nine. Are those values along with Bauer? Is that a trio that you might approach more than than the top five just to save those extra bucks? Because I don't I don't know that there's that much of a difference in terms of at least potential. I understand why you would want to pay a few bucks more for uh, Verlander and Sale specifically, and even yeah. and even Kluber because of that confidence that you have. And, and we're a little cooler on Kluber than we've been in past years. Or at least I I, I believe you Agreed. are too, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So we are together there. Um, but I still understand paying for him. I'm not shading anybody. It's a little more of a gut feel than anything else and the bad fastball. But uh, what about Carrasco and, at 30 and Snell at 29? Are they going to become more targets to avoid that first tier of aces and get into the second tier? Uh,
1: you know, I like I like Bauer, and I think I said this either – I've been on a few podcasts of late, but I did say that had Bauer not been injured last year, he would have won the Cy Young. I, I truly believe that. A he was pitching yeah. that well. Uh, you know, this year you know, he's he's he spent his as he puts it, quote unquote, off season because he doesn't take any time off working on a no change off. up. So he's adding, you know, as much as much fun as we had with the slider last year. Now he's adding a change up. And he was he was goofing on Ro- uh, Ronald Guzman the other day because Guzman was like, I had no chance. And, and Bauer's <laughs> like, that's all right, bro. I've been working on this pitch all offseason. So, yes, it's on the new pitch tracker, uh, by the way. But at these prices, I like Bauer the best because it was Snell had such an amazing year last year. It has to come back down to earth somewhat, but that said, you know, as much as I, I have been on the Mike Zanino sucks train, Mike Zanino was a better catcher than Wilson Ramos was behind the plate, sure. and and that's, I think, uh, either Nick or Alex from Pitcher List were talking about somebody said it'd be so nice to watch Blake Snell pitch to somebody who actually knows how to frame uh, and showed some uh, animations uh, of Ramos stabbing at the ball and and stealing uh, and, and turning strikes in the balls the way he was receiving some of the uh, the pitches, so to me, again, of that group we've talked about so far, I think Bauer at 29 is the best price.
0: Justin, I'm going to get uh, get to you on this one because you just mentioned that in your online championship, the Beat Justin Mason 12-team Roto League, you took Vlad Guerrero. Let us know the round, and then let me know what your thoughts are on him at 22 in an AL only because I didn't think that that was – Too egregious. I mean, Tim Anderson went for twenty-two, and he's terrible at baseball. So, what did you think of uh, Vlad Junior going for twenty-two bucks to, I believe, Clay? Clay. Yes, Clay Link. And uh, where did you pick him in the online championship?
3: I took him in the fourth round. Okay, wow. Uh, It's not bad. Twelve team forty, I think it was. Yeah. So, uh, just a bunch of the guys I really wanted kind of just went, and I was like, well, you know what? Don't get me wrong. I want to win the league for sure. And I, I think I put together a good team to win the league. But I want to win in the overall. And so I, I took in, – in a 12-team league, I feel like you can replace him a lot easier for the couple no weeks that he's out. So I'm more willing to take a shot on Vlad. I was surprised because he was the first player thrown out in the auction last night. Uh, oh, I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, I missed the early yes, part of it. I, I, didn't, I didn't get to hear the oh, entire and, and thing. Oh, and as
3: far as the pitchers go, Bauer came after the $33 uh, – uh trio trio. uh but because i I was listening to the the early part of the auction uh that's why we're talking about a lot of the guys from the early part of the auction yeah
0: i I caught more (laughs) the mid and later so if i I make my picks from there you'll know why Mm
3: -hmm. so i was actually surprised that he went for as cheaply as he did considering what everybody knows about clay link in terms of how much he loves him
0: Exactly. You feel yeah. you could have jacked he, him up another four bucks, and he, he would have paid twenty six. He,
3: he said he uh on on in, or in an interview that he would have gone up to twenty seven.
0: Oh wow! So See, there you go. Uh,
3: I I I was surprised he went for as cheaply as he did. That being said, in an AL only, I have a really hard time investing in guys that aren't going to be up at the major, at least at least in the actual auction rounds and not in the reserve rounds. You, have, you need plate appearances and you need at-bats in innings pitched in these leagues and they these leagues can be decided by a few points and I just don't know if I'm willing because there is no replacement value willing to take a guy like Vlad at 22 bucks knowing that I'm going to miss at least a couple weeks and if, for, if something happens he gets injured uh, in the minor leagues or uh, they decide they want to keep him down for longer because they hate Major League Baseball. Uh, then you're really screwed because you just wasted twenty two it, bucks.
0: It'd be really nice if we could see uh, the the reserves because if he got if Clay got like Brandon Drury, the actual replacement there. I I would push back uh, on your point and be like, well, he's I'll, I'll getting check those. It.
3: I'll, I'll look it up because I'm sure Clay posted it on his Twitter.
0: Okay, yeah, because they didn't. They don't have the bench spots here on the on the auction list, and so I would really like to know that too to kind of see what he did. Because you're right, replacement level is going to be very difficult. But if he got the direct replacement in Brandon Drury, I would like that a little bit more. But we'll move on from from Vlad, if, oh, and if you get that info, oh okay, maybe he'll post it to, to today sometime. Uh, but Ellen, I want to move to you on. Carlos Correa at $28. Now, you mentioned that you listen to us, and so you probably heard J- Justin say that he's basically Paul DeYoung. In fact, I believe Justin has said definitively that Paul DeYoung is the better talent, better player, better person.
2: at the same value, yeah. Yes, yes.
0: draft him at the um, same price, hundred percent. What he's
3: I would take. <laughs> I, w- I would take him in. Yeah, yeah, o- over him in the in the third round. Yes, uh, he's a better looking person. <laughs> uh, I think he's just a better all overall human being. He's a better
0: first name. I can say. Say that for sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So that that that's a guarantee. That's but the one I, downside, I noticed that there wasn't really much of a discount. Twenty-eight bucks. You know, Xander Bogarts at twenty-nine. I uh, mentioned Mondesi at thirty. Lindor, of course, at thirty-six. He's the top dog. But at twenty-eight, that's kind of full freight for Greg Ambrosius and Sean Child on Carl's Correa. I don't necessarily hate that, but. I was surprised that he didn't get they didn't get a few bucks discount, maybe get him at closer to, say, twenty six, twenty five, twenty six, which is it's incremental dollars. But I just thought that they would get a little bit of a discount and they didn't. What did you think about Carlos Correa at twenty eight in the AL mock or in the AL uh, auction?
2: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to do twenty eight. And I mean, looking, I guess, at the other shortstops, see if you want to get the top tier, you certainly have to pay more. But I would rather have Bogarts at twenty nine for sure. Um, I I feel like I wouldn't even want to pay, I don't know twenty. I I'd be like twenty two on Korea. Maybe is the oh, most oh,
0: I'd go. Okay. Same as Tim Anderson. So you're out. Yeah, but them. I mean
2: also I wouldn't want to pay twenty two on Tim Anderson, so maybe I'm just cheap.
0: <laughs> no, you're you're smart on that one, Tim and by the way, interestingly enough, I'm clowning that twenty two on Tim Anderson. That was also clay. So twenty two was his lucky number there. I swear uh, he bought
3: him last year. I swear he bought him last year. Would, wouldn't you rather price. have Adamas for eleven bucks?
0: Than Correa at twenty eight?
3: Yeah. I just I, and I don't know. Or or, or Marcus Simeon at seventeen. That that's it's I, I the, do
0: love Simeon. That is some fantasy kryptonite right there, if I've ever seen any. Um, you I know,
3: also I
2: love Marcus Simeon. I don't always know why, but I just do.
0: He's good. He's good. And I honestly, you know, we talk about some of these guys that that are established and and they kind of are who they are, and, and people say, "Oh, there's no upside uh, because you have to be like five years old to have upside." Apparently, for some folks. This is a guy who hit 27 homers two years ago, and he's still just going to be age 28. Don't tell me there's no upside. And
3: he steals, which Correa does not do it anymore.
0: Exactly. He has double digits each of the last four years. So don't tell me there's no upside with Marcus Simeon. You're paying for that stable floor of quality work, but there is upside with him, and that's one of the reasons I love him so much too. Uh, I I do want to – go ahead, Jason. One one of the things I'm looking
1: across as we're looking at – Shorts about, although he's put it at third When I'm looking at Jureks and Profar at 19 bucks, the more I looked into him yesterday, I'm not, I'm not liking that at all. No, only because, it. so last year, I mean, we all know that Globe Life Park was a tremendous offensive environment. You look mm-hmm. at park factors last year, it just took a big step up, uh, and Oakland Coliseum remains terrible. Uh, in that regard. And so he's going from one of the best to one of the worst. You look at the stat cast data behind Profar and all of his expected numbers are well below where his actuals were last year. And as somebody who liked Profar quite a bit heading into last year, I'm now the opposite direction from him. And so because like, ADP is around 120, he's going for 19 bucks here. I'm looking across the board to some other picks uh, that – in that range and we were talking about guys with upside uh, like the um, was it who's got him? uh brett sayer took uh ledmus diaz at four bucks who's stepping into that that marwin gonzalez role for the ass well, let's
0: let's bring up marwin himself at 13. What which do you prefer there between marwin at 13 and profar at 19.
1: i prefer marwin at 13.
0: i th- i think i do too at six bucks i just don't know that there's six bucks difference uh i'm a sucker for for uh, positional flexibility yeah
1: i can get the, it especially in the single format like this
0: exactly i can still get it with marlin and pocket six bones i'm in on that and uh your Ledmus one is a great call out too because uh they're gonna move him around they're gonna let him get some playing time in his bat returned last year kind of quietly in toronto if you guys missed it uh led miss diaz was knocking the ball around a, a healthy bit got back up to 18 homers with a quality 263 average nothing that's you know over the top, but for four bucks, four and he's bucks. going to add plate, uh, add flexibility. Yep. Was was somebody else going to say something
3: there? I'm sorry. Can we talk about Byron Buxton for 19 bucks?
0: No. What's Chris
3: Liss was in this draft. Where's he at?
2: Liss was in this draft. <laughs> who who
0: who did that? Who then uh, Ray let's Flowers. See. That, that was he, Ray Flowers. Yeah, Buxton Chris Liss was 19. wearing
3: a Ray Flowers suit.
1: He was. Ray he loves love that, that. Ray, Ray loves Flowers. some. Ray loves him some. Byron Buxton.
3: I. I, I just don't understand how three games worth of it bats busts him up like twelve bucks.
0: Well, he wasn't gonna go for seven. Can we
1: bust on our boy Eno for a minute.
0: Let's talk about what Eno did. What 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 do you dislike? <laughs>
1: Uh, a lot of it. Draft. I do. I, I I was looking at I really like how he put his outfield outfield together with Rosario and Meadows, uh Palka, Gordon, not so much, but I think the Billy McKinney buy at three dollars is a yes. really nice pickup uh at that particular price. And then you know, I think. That's really what I liked. I think the end of his pitching, the Blake Parker dart at two bucks is, is solid. But cotton, I how much I know it's and at least in this league you but there is no DL in this league, is there? I forget. But I mean no, I don't you, know how you much can, you can't. You can't have, have, have a natural they, opening.
0: Yeah, they have to be DL. Like, so if he goes to the DL, that that's a free spot. So you should draft. There's an unlimited DL, so you should okay, get sweet. all the all right. DL guys. To be well, honest, there's
1: one option to do that. So that's where some of the pitching darts. I don't. Again, we don't know when some of these came up, but uh, you know, when you look at some of the other guys, we see Norris went for a buck and uh, Butry, however you want to pronounce that, went for a buck. Uh, Felix Hernandez. People can't quit that. Uh, How much did Felix go for? One. I mean, at uh, a dollar, it's a
3: like AL only. He's got to get drafted. Yeah, right?
0: at, at a dollar, I I, I can get behind that. I mean, when that.
1: Lucas Giolito goes for a three, yeah, like Felix Hernandez I mean, for one isn't that when, when bad. But when Daniel Mengton went for three, that although God, there's how not, there's dare you a, that mustache oh. is unbelievable.
3: <laughs> yeah, to that's his point? only redeeming value. He's to actually a really nice doesn't... guy. I've 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 interviewed him before. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, his it's only redeeming is nice guy, value.
1: Too. Yes. Is
0: that a six-by-six six format? Like, yes, with nice strikeouts and
1: then yep. niceness. Okay. Nice, nicely, That's yep. why
0: somebody still drafted Granderson just in case he gets traded over to the AL because he's such a nice guy. Uh, to the point about what, what Jason was asking about with regards to like DL and, and how you make moves – that is one of the tough parts about drafting like somebody like Felix, though, because if he doesn't go in the DL, You're he just stuck. keeps collecting yeah. those innings for you. So that's where it does become a bit of a risk. But I get it at a dollar. like I don't hate it, but but he has a little bit of an extra gamble because you can't just get rid of a – I think you can outright cut him. You just can't reserve somebody who is who is doing poorly. I don't know. You guys but, are yeah. in
3: labor. I'm not. decision, I can't seem to get an invite.
0: Well – we don't. I told them not to invite you. Like, don't yeah, that makes upset, sense. Don't do it. There's yeah,
1: honestly, like, there's honestly not a lot of turnover in those leagues. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. There's very little turnover. The but the thing about Eno's you know, pitching, I like his offense better than his pitching staff. I think with the pitching staff, though, he's assuming. I mean, Morton and Iovaldi. How far above 150 innings could you expect either guy to get? And I'm already on board with the, where I am pinata. with Iovaldi. He's got Pinata, and he's got Cotton. we don't know what he has for reserves, but, but again, he, he can make moves with right them. At, yeah, At least we when have they're hoping he grabs some guys. because you gotta think, we had what, there's like five or six reserve picks in this. So yeah. there's you know, maybe there's forty pitchers that have gone from there. So what's left in the free agent pile for him to replace those guys with? I'm hoping like he went with four pitchers and two hitters on his bench. I think that would be the right move for Eno there for sure. Uh we we
0: we were talking about this guy offline maybe, Craig Kimbrell. I think we were. But Ellen, we're gonna bring up online now. Ellen, I'm gonna start with you here. Craig Kimbrell went for eleven and then late last night there was a little bit of rumbling. Nothing nothing set in stone or anything, but there was some Kimbrell to the Nats chatter. And uh, you know, it's starting to heat up a little bit there. Of course, that would render this useless for steve gardner unfortunately that's kind of the gamble they take and that's part of the beauty of these drafts being early when there's still guys out on the market uh they get they get drafted and you take that gamble dallas Keichel went for five but what do you think about kimbrell uh where do you have him landing right now it's, we have heard like nothing we heard the he wants six for a hundred and we haven't heard he's been a ghost since but what are you doing with kimbrell in an only draft like this ellen
2: well, I mean, I think obviously $11 is a great value because I think he's going to get signed somewhere, um, but I think that it's it's obviously dangerous in an AL draft because I feel like there's a, there's a good chance that he lands on um, one of the NL East teams.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the
2: Braves have also been reputed to be in on him, although it seems to me more likely that the Nats would spend the money. I'd be so um, smart of them, by the way.
0: And I, it w- we would cry, J- J- Jason and I specifically, with Doolittle shares. We have one in labor mixed, and I've been getting Doolittle everywhere. Yeah, I would cry to that aspect. But in terms of improving Washington, that would be such a smart move.
2: Yeah, I, and I, I mean, just because Doolittle is awesome, but you know, um, often injured, I can see them wanting to make that move. And partially, I just think. That everybody else in the division who is willing to spend money, um, obviously, I'm counting the Wilpons out of that. Um, not only because they have Edwin Diaz, uh, but will you know, now that the Phillies have gone out and gotten Bryce Harper, will want to try to edge the, their their place in the standings a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure, uh, Justin. What did you think about that about that Kimbrel gamble, and and what are you thinking about this this potential Nationals? chatter that we're hearing
3: well i hope he just signed somewhere so i can get my shares it, it it's like wherever he signs i'm gonna get screwed anyways because i've got trevor may shares and the twins have been one of the places there was some yeah there was some chatter uh... and i think that's probably why steve uh kind of went after him at 11 bucks mm-hmm. that being said like i think it was last year i got jd martinez for 14 bucks in the cbs al only auction because I remember he that. hadn't signed that and that was huge for me you know, because he would have been amazing. a forty-dollar player more than likely, especially considering how crazy that that draft was. So, but then it can completely backfire. I think it was Ray Flowers last year, like bid on like oh he three, did like f- he four did like guys, four right? Guys and got none of them, like Moustakas and a couple other guys, and they they all went to the National League, and so he got screwed. Uh, yeah. So uh, like, it, it's a huge gamble if you're gonna do that in a mono league. Uh, just know that you can sink your ship. If you, you know, completely miss on a bunch of guys, so I wouldn't do like I'd take a shot on one guy.
0: I probably do one, yeah. I don't but have a stomach the stomach for more. Yeah,
3: I can't do more than one. I I know Ray, a bit Ray, on Keuchel. Ray Ray did the Keiko, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So he, he
0: went back to he, he wasn't uh, gun shy after getting hit with it last year, but for five bucks, it, that's not going to kill you too bad. No, and, I'm and, sure and he if, got a reserve and, pitcher. Keuchel would have can...
3: probably been a fifteen to twenty dollar pitcher if, if he has a spot in in the American League. So. It's it's a nice little discount, but it's it's a gamble, and you have to be willing to you know make up for it if if you miss out. So if he does sign in in Washington, Steve's gonna be in some trouble because he doesn't really. Well, I guess he he's got Strickland,
0: Strickland quoting, yeah,
3: and then Ottavino yeah. as kind of a handcuff if uh, uh, if Chapman's knee isn't all better. Yeah, but they have
0: 40 guys they could go. Yeah, <laughs> I, th-
3: I think they go. Don't you think they go straight to Ottavino? after the his I, season I last year so. and the contract I, I, they just gave him. Yeah.
0: Like they seem to like Chad Green where he is, so I would think so, but uh You're gonna skip over Britain too?
3: Uh
0: yeah. I, I think that they might because he's the lefty and just, there is still some lefty bias. I mean it's not it's not limiting like you're not out of it if you're a lefty but i think with somebody like got there they would go to him i agree with that um, all right let's wrap up with our our least fi- favorite and least favorite picks here jason i'll start with you give us a, give us a name on each end that you really liked and, and someone you just weren't so keen with uh with them buying
1: i think clay uh, grabbing chad pender at four bucks is a really nice hey, buy that's considering mine. you can move him around you could <laughs> you could he's going to be second base and outfield right out of the gate and so yeah again i can't Stress enough the value of those guys uh, to be able to do it in an only format. So I really like that. And, and Mondesi at 30 bucks is going to be my worst buy. Oh, oh, okay. Well,
0: suck it Dave Adler and uh, <laughs> Rob, props to you, Quayle. Justin, what, what, what'd what you like and dislike there? One pick each.
3: Mm, $13 on Jake Bowers.
0: Amazing, right?
3: That's just awful. That's just truly, truly, truly Oh, oh wait, I mean, what? What? You want to uh... say that that was
0: the best pick? Oh, my God. Unbelievable.
3: Let's see. Uh, I mean, I hadn't when I when I wrote this. I was going to say favorite and least favorite team, So, uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I no, it was, it's totally it totally fine. Do do whatever you want. I mean, you're you're the host. <laughs> uh, I like. Uh, I mean, I like Todd's entire pitching staff. Okay. Uh, you know, want to tr- give us some names tr- tr- off? Of uh, it? Andrew Heaney at fifteen dollars. Trinan at twenty five. Skaggs at nine. I like
0: uh, at twelve.
1: Yeah, Kikuchi. I mean, that was a really nice early buy too. The Kikuchi went. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, one of the I think first ten pitchers off the board. I also
3: like I Tristan's think. entire pitching staff too. Trevor Bauer, uh, Jose Leclerc, uh, Kyle Gibson, Brad Peacock, uh, Jalen Beeks, uh, Salazar is a nice upside play at two bucks. So, uh, I I I don't really like Ray's team. It's like Altuve and a bunch of really. Bad players. I think people should take a take a (laughs) step
1: and and stare. We were talking because I I mentioned this earlier about catcher and how you would handle catcher positions. Go look at this if you're in an AL only format and how you're going to handle catchers. Because when I look across the board, no one. I I think Clay with Danny Jansen, Omar Narvaez spent nineteen dollars on that duo. I think he's in the best position uh, here. I don't I uh, think it's close to I mean, be- well, Sanchez, I mean Sanchez and Sanchez and Perez at yeah. twenty-six, that's but everybody else was really it's really a combination of hot garbage, unless Trist unless Zanino and Astad Astadio saves the Zanino pick. But like with Todd, Todd's always somebody up? Yeah, true. And and the recent and the signing with Marmon kind of blocks that path too. But you know, with Todd, Todd's always Todd is Historically, been somebody that will invest in catchers. In fact, there was one year where he, did, he used his utility spot to grab a catcher uh, in one format. And yet, here he is Grayson Griner and Max Stassi as his two catchers. Right. So, yeah.
0: That is horrific. And he probably just got to a point where he wasn't going to pay, you know, seven dollars for Est. I don't know the order, but you know, something like that. Because as much as I like Est- the deal, he doesn't have a spot in the majors just yet. And you, you're right that Marwin, because he could have been a Marwin, believe it or not, as as a catcher, right. he, he could have yep. been a super Marwin because he can also catch, um, you know, like an Isaiah Keiner Falefa who who does that sort of deal.
2: Yep. So that, hey, the, I do have. Oh, go ahead, Ellen. Oh, I was just going to say Brett has Wellington Castillo and Isaiah Keiner Falefa, and I don't hate that.
0: I don't either. At eighteen bucks, I think that that totally works. So I'll I'll backtrack on saying Clay as far and away the best because um I like the Castillo Kiner Falefa and I do like the Sanchez anytime you have Sanchez. I even like the back Maldonado
3: Lucroy for, for a total of nine, nine bucks. Nine for Larry. I I still
0: carry a soft spot for Lucroy, which is He's foolish. Still play I know every day. It, that's that's why I like him, and I I, I sneak tip kind of love the Angels lineup. It's just deep. Obviously, they have Trout, but it's just – once Otani gets back, and of course, uh, we we've talked up Boar ad nauseum here, and so I just. I just like it. I just like it. Uh, yeah, I have,
1: uh Eno's. I have Eno's reserves by the way. Oh, he took, uh, yeah. he took Richie Martin, Franklin Barreto, Michael Hermosillo, Dylan Cease, Jorge Lopez, and Cam Bedrosian. He said he's uh, gonna DL cotton and bring up Bedrosian. And hopefully someone gets hurt in the twins rotation, not, not Pineda, Pineda yeah. of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anticipating like uh, demoting Mejia and trying to buy a starter is what I like for.
0: the Jorge Lopez. I, I I that that's somebody I liked when he was a prospect. He was in the Milwaukee system. They had Colorado Springs at the time, and I swear it just trashed his confidence. Yep. And he got absolutely obliterated there. He found some things. I know he had that like eight innings of perfect game last year. That's not what I'm basing this off. This is going back to him as a prospect. But with KC, he should get plenty of time. That's a pretty solid little pick there. Dylan Cease could be a nice uh, four and a half month type of guy for. For Eno, four four and a half month type of guy, but obviously he has to wait on Barretto. that. And he has to kind of survive at that time. And he got your boyfriend Barretto. Mm-hmm. Love and Richie that. Martin's a uh, Rule Five guy uh, for Baltimore. And Michael Her- Michael Hermosillo T- playing time will be tough in L.A. with uh, with the outfield, but um, he plays them Be the show, so he's automatically. A cool I, I guy. wish
1: I could have been a fly on the wall in the room when Eno brought his name up as his pick, and just to hear him stumble through that last oh. name, and we both said Hermosillo like. We grew up with, we we spent a lot of time in Texas, so we know the double <laughs> L is a Y sound. I just exactly. would love to hear how you don't pronounce that name.
0: Herma Zilo?
1: <laughs> he, he probably has a German pronunciation.
0: That's why he says Christian Yalik. And he swears it's it's, it's some German thing.
1: Um, hey, unrelated question. Uh, who do you like better, Lucchesi or, or Pavetta? And I'm only asking this because I'm looking at a trade offer. So,
0: Pavetta, um, mm. Are they at the same price?
1: Uh, Pavetta's five dollars more.
0: Lucchese because of the five dollars. Can you we get a tiebreaker,
1: the, Philly
3: fan? get, get the.
0: I, I have fan. to say
2: Pavetta. I, I, but with the Homer proviso, like I have to say Pavetta.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think you can really go wrong. To, to get. Don't get me wrong on that. I picked against Pavetta, but I, I am a fan. But at the $5 difference, that's what's leaning me toward. So I tried
1: to get – this was the one where I, I made the trade for Harper, so I have this even more expensive Aronado sitting out there and trying to get something for him. And so okay. somebody offered me Enciarte, which is great for an OBP league and needing some steals, and he's and he's in a very good price. And then I tried to squeeze a little more juice out of it and wanted Lucchese, and he's asking for Pavetta in return, and I'm still probably just going to take it. No! no I no, like Lucchese, cool. and I like the cutter, too. I, like the I cannot too, keep. But... I cannot keep Harper and Arenado. That's ninety five dollars. Okay.
0: <laughs> but you're not getting the extra juice if you give the pitcher back. Give a lesser pitcher.
1: I, I've already tried. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. This well, is. I know. have nothing else. NCR taste. Maybe I make it. But... NCR Sneak tip. Really nice in, in an OBP. But uh, all right. Back back to the AL labor. Right. Ellen. Right. Somebody that you a, a buy that you liked and and one that you weren't so keen on.
2: Um, yeah, I uh, when we were looking at outfield, the uh, and uh, sort of clowning on the Byron Buxton pick. Right below that, uh, he took Domingo Santana for 15, which in a world where it looks like Randall Grichik is going for 13, seems to me like a pretty good value.
0: Yeah, I I, I like Santana, and I'm worried that his price is going to start to skyrocket as draft season hits and people realize that uh, he was a top 100 pick last year and now he has full scale playing time in Seattle and so i want my i want some drafts to happen now to get in and get some Domingo Santana shares before it's too late i
3: just took him to TGFBI cuz we talked about him <laughs> yeah I, I I'm grabbing do not blame you.
0: And yeah. he went. Uh, he went a little bit earlier in my TGFBI than I would have expected. Probably for the same reason. They're like, oh, sport, you know, sports got him on the radar. Now I better better go ahead and swoop. So that's a good call out. Uh, what about one that you weren't so so hot on?
2: Well, and this is also maybe biased because of my fundamentalist hatred of the Yankees. But I don't love Luke Voit for twelve dollars. I just don't hey, buy a small sample myself.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 nervous on him as well. Um, Twelve dollars is not end of the world. You know it can't kill no. him. But when I see yonder Alonso go for seven,
2: exactly, I'm just not We're, sure
0: there's a five dollar difference. Per
2: and team. I'd rather have Santana for sixteen.
1: Or I would smoke too
3: for seventeen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I would look at Kendris Morales for nine dollars, who continues to go underrated and continues to make same excellent team,
0: contact. Though. He got him on, on on the same. The oh, I look team at the that, roster. Yeah, yeah Brett great,
1: Justin, yeah. Justin Boer for eleven. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, and my favorite pick, Ryan O'Hearn for six, um, who I also really like. I think he's just he's just going to, you know, and I'd rather pay half price for O'Hearn versus Luke Voight. If we're talking about small samples now, his small sample wasn't as good as Voight's. Voight looked like a an absolute superstar and he plays in a better park. I grant all of that, but I don't think it's double the price difference um o'hearn pop 12 homers had a 950 ops in his 170 plate appearances give me him for half price without a doubt as far as one i didn't like we've covered a lot of the ones that i was a little bit uh, a little bit sketchy on i almost want to cheat and give another one that i liked, but I'll, I'll i'll play by the rules here i just i've never been a huge jason kipnis guy so at 11 i know he's gonna play though sorry you know i know you love he, kipnis. he said he, he
3: felt he, sick after uh, making that going <laughs> the he extra should've. dollar he, he, he felt, really, really, felt
0: really really, I, I did too I, I didn't love that <laughs> um, he and I I know he's always had a soft spot for him though too because he and I used to debate basically Kinsler versus Kipnis And I don't think Kinsler is going to go for 11 in the NL iteration. And I think that they're pretty close this year. So they should be going around the same price. So he did overpay there. Sorry, you know, still love you, but got to be real with it and and say Kipnis at 11 is something I didn't like. So Uh, I think that's going to wrap us up. We covered some AL, covered some uh, Harper. I think we got everything set up. Ellen, got to thank you again so much for being on. Where can people find you on Twitter and uh, your writing that you've been doing?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, so my Twitter is uh, Ellen underscore Adair. That's A-D-A-I-R. Um, and I'm also now writing about the Phillies uh, on the Turfsports.com. Uh, so I had the – actually, I was – I, I had the moment when I learned about Bryce Harper signing kind of like across the Twitterverse with Justin. Again, apologies, Justin. Okay. Um, okay. But I was at the gym and I had written this article entitled uh, Why Bryce Harper it, on the Phillies is Good for Most of Us, mostly just like looking at the standings around the league and projecting that he would make the biggest difference for the Phillies. And uh, I I was like... Oh, I should go home and just post this when I get home. And then I just had this feeling like, oh, no, he's going to sign with the Dodgers. (laughs) And I want to at least post this before it's completely irrelevant. So I was at the gym, like being that annoying person on their phone at the gym, just posting about it. And that was when uh, Dustin tweeted at me about.
0: um, He congratulated you.
2: Yeah, with the John Heyman tweet, and I was like, I don't believe anything that man says.
1: (laughs) You got to believe it when it comes to a Boris client, though. He is never, ever wrong.
2: Well, I just, I feel like very clearly that was the deal that John Heyman made with Scott Boris. It's like, look, I'll tweet out anything you want all season long, but you have to (laughs) let me know first. That's pretty much
1: the only reason why John Heyman has a job. Because sites know that Scott Boras will feed will feed him news and yeah. give it out. And he will tweet it out. That's why John Heyman. That is we get back to joking around about only redeeming value. That is John Heyman's only redeeming value. That and is is love for Arby's. He unconditional does love, Arby's. love for Arby's. He loves Arby's as much as I love Whataburger. He absolutely yeah, I don't know Arby's. that
2: love for Arby's is a redeeming value.
1: Uh, it is for him. Uh, I would I would agree. I would. It's agree no Ellen in and
0: there. out. Ellen. Oh God, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, Ellen, where can people also watch you? As you are, in fact, a a wonderful actor. What's the What's the latest project?
2: Well, the latest project, honestly, like. Uh, tomorrow I'm leaving to shoot a movie, but I don't know if I can talk about what it is yet. Okay. Um,
0: so let's give but, something that's out that we can go on.
2: Okay. So something that's out, I'm on the most recent seasons of both, uh, Homeland, uh, on Showtime and the sinner on USA. Uh, and I also shot an episode, um, earlier this year of the good fight on CBS. So that should okay. be out certainly sooner than the movie
1: all oh, right well that's perfect i hey, was you actually get to doing... go anywhere cool do you get have done this this where you're going tomorrow is it at least a cool I'm place go-
2: to go uh i'm going to upstate new york so no okay so no yeah no. <laughs> um
0: i was doing a twitch stream the other day and uh, talking to you know podcast came up and someone said you had that actor actor from the center. I loved her on the podcast, but but knew you primarily from the center and and, and referred to you as Ellen from the center. So it sounds like you're doing great work. I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched it. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have. But uh, maybe I need to, although with baseball season coming up, if it's not baseball-related, it's going to be tough for me to watch. Uh, Jason, great talking with you. We'll get back with you again uh, next week. Yes. Justin, I know you and I got a busy week coming up. We got um, Ooh,
3: we got to finish outfielders. We've got yep. we got to uh, start in the Welsh
0: tomorrow yeah. and um you don't even know about this yet, but we have Eno this week. <laughs> I haven't even told you. Holy. <laughs> I haven't yeah, I haven't even told you. So are we got in we this to do week three guys
3: three episodes between the between the two of us. I mean, I, do we need to go Monday, Tuesday and Thursday or Friday, whatever day you booked Eno for? Well,
0: yeah, I think so. I, I think we're gonna have it's gonna it's gonna be a busy week. we'll we'll co- we'll we'll coordinate on that, but uh, yeah, he said he's available this week, And so I figured we might as well have him on since he's available. And so you guys got plenty to look forward to. Thank you guys so much for us. We're getting great feedback on uh, Twitter on the shows. Leave your comments, leave your reviews on iTunes. Baseball is here, folks. We've got it. It's great, and uh, it's only gonna get better from here. So thank you guys all for joining me, and I'll talk to y'all later.
2: Bye. Thanks.